That didn't go where I wanted it to. <laughs> that was close. Oh, I already started recording. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Sparkcast Media. What the fuck? <laughs> Should we just keep that? Should we just keep it in? What the hell not? Hey, guys. Welcome to Sparkcast Media. This is Brian. And I'm Austin. I don't know what the beginning... I don't know where it started after... I guess I guess we'll find out. I guess we will. And we have a lot of NBA free agency and trades to talk about. And that's basically all. But we also have at the end of the podcast, so you make sure you stick around if you're listening. Um, we have the thirty two NFL teams ranked on their odds to win the Super Bowl according to us. That's it. To us, importantly. And also, throw in there, we also got to talk about some Summer League games day one, baby. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Summer League. Yeah, we're talking about the Summer League, and Keegan Murray is the MVP. Oh, uh, Yemi, Yemi Yakez, dude? I don't even, I don't know who that is, I'm sorry. Uh, he's from the Heat, we drafted him for a time. The Heat? Yes, sir. Oh. Yeah, it was our first rounder from UCLA. Oh, okay. Yeah, he balled out. He did pretty good. So we'll talk about that later. But All right, let's talk about it right now. Summer League, right at the top. Let's oh, go. okay. Spontaneous like that. I love it. First game, we got Heat and Lakers, 107. Heat, Lakers, 90. Heat took game one. Or not game one, but took the first game in the Summer League, which is, you know, promising for the young, talented uh, Heat. Um, last year, our first-round pick, Jovic. Uh, 21 points, 8 rebounds. He played the small forward this game. What? Yeah, he played small forward this game. Oh. Yeah, we uh we had uh, uh, Orlando Robinson, and I forgot who played the four, but he was uh, the three. He played the three. Um, And then uh, Yemi Yakis, and I'm probably not saying his name completely wrong, probably, but I will learn his name. Uh, At 22 points, our first-round pick. It was great to see that, promising. You know, he, uh, I believe he was a senior, so he went through UCLA for four years before he got drafted. So, you know, he's a little older. Do you have anything to say about it? Um, How tall is Jovic? Jovic, I believe he is 6'9", but he plays he plays big. He's 6'9", or 6'10". I, I forgot his, his um, actual, like, height, but... Uh, he's pretty tall. His actual position is power forward center. Oh, um, I, I thought he was center. I was. I didn't know if I was just dumb because he has a similar name to Jokic. Yeah. No. No. You're. You're right. No. He's. He's a big, but he played small because we had like a lot of big guys. A lot of big guys. Um. Uh, and then from the Lakers, we got Hood. Uh. Uh. Shifino, fifteen points. And then uh, Max Christie. He. Uh. Yeah. Max Christie. Uh, he's he's played I think for like I think two a year year or two, um seventeen points six rebounds. I, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Max Christie. I, I have. I've he, heard of Max Christie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he played he played pretty good. Uh, but they uh, they lost game one to the uh, Heat. Uh, next game we talk about was uh, Spurs. I was kind of excited to see Wimby play, but he's not going to play till Friday, unfortunately. But. We will, we'll see how Wimby plays on Friday, but this first... Friday, Friday is in two days from when we're recording this. Yes. 
Um, Spurs won 96 to uh, 77 to uh, Charlotte Hornets. Um, Julian uh, 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 Champagne, or yeah, uh, I think it's Champagne, uh, Champagne. Uh, 30 points, 8 rebounds. Champagne. Yes, Champagne. I don't know how to no, say no, it. No, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Dominique ba- uh, Barlow, 24 points, 11 rebounds, a double double. Um, and then for the Hornets, we got their second round pick, Brandon Miller, 18 points. Uh, second overall pick, not second round. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second overall pick. I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, Nick Smith Jr., and the, one of another rookies, 12 points. So the, the rookies are looking a little promising. But Wait, what did Brandon Miller have? Sorry, yeah, I was too 18, busy correcting you to listen. Sorry, 18 points. 18? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, first, first like summer summer league game under under the belt. You know, he's playing against some pros, like some like, year one or two guys. You know, so if he doesn't drop fifty the next game, he's a bust. All right, we don't know about that now. Okay. Uh, next game we got the uh, Warriors and Kings, and uh, oh boy, oh boy, I love this game. It's the MVP, Keegan. Fucking Murray. <laughs> MVP. If he's not the MVP of the Summer League, he's the MVP of my heart. Well, the Kings won 194 to the um, Warriors. Uh, the uh, lesser, lesser Queens, 26 points. Brandon uh, Pinaminski, tw- uh, 12 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. Um, rookie from the uh, Warriors. Then on the King side. Get to the good stuff. <laughs> Then uh, on the King side, uh, Keegan Murray, 29 points. Yeah. Jordan Ford, 18 points. Mm. Yeah. That's how it was. And then. Oh, hold on a second. Keegan Murray had 29 points. Yes, sir. That's good, right? That's really good. But if you haven't seen the highlights of that game, go watch them. It's the Keegan Murray show the whole time. It's so good, and I am now a big fan of his. Well, I'll I'll show you. Like I'll I'll tell you, he played thirty minutes, twenty nine points. He had one rebound, two uh, two steals, and one second. I'm trying to get this growing over here, but I mean, thirty minutes is pretty good. Thirty minutes, oh, twenty nine points in thirty minutes. That's almost a point a minute. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, eight for seventeen, forty seven percent percent off shooting. Could could have been a little bit better, but still very good. Yeah, it um, made three threes. There it is. Sorry, this thing is three for nine though. That's not bad. It's thirty three percent. Yeah, it's it's at, like a league average. Yeah, it should be like for like good shooters. So. He's he's still young, but he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a star one day, dude. I'll and, tell you what. And he only had two turnovers. I need him to somehow end up on the Celtics or the Pacers. Alrighty, that'll dude. That'll be like, he's he's good. He's like he's bring bring him to the Pacers. Yep, that'll be exciting to watch Tyrese and him. Yeah, because they did they ever play together when Tyrese was on the Kings? Yeah, they did. Okay, Are you sure? I believe so. Yeah, because it was mid season trade last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they they weren't played together. But yeah, unless Tyrese played a full season last season, I I can't recall. I don't remember either. Is because I know it was a midseason trade. Whenever he was a rookie. Yeah, but Tyrese got paid more on that later. Oh, dude, he got a whole team by himself, dude. As a rookie, that's nice. Well, yeah, I'm just saying he got paid. 
Oh yeah, no. I'm saying, I'm saying like that, like that trade for like the Patriots to get him. That was a really nice trade, and definitely would keep him. And it, it was a good trade for the Kings too, because Sabonis took that team to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And he got paid too. Oh yes, he did. Um, then uh, we got two more games. We got the uh, Grizzlies and uh, Sixers. Grizzlies was a tight one. 94, 76ers, 92. Tight one. Uh, Kenny Lofton. You've heard of Kenny Lofton, uh, right? big boy? No, I've never heard of Kenny Lofton before. <laughs> Kenny Lofton, 21 points, 13 boards, double-double. Uh, Vince Williams Jr., 19 points, 7 rebounds. Um, and then on the uh, Sixers side, we got uh, – uh, I'm probably going to butcher this one. I'm so sorry for names. I'm really bad with names. Um, Tur- Turquivian Smith, 18 points. And then uh, Lewis King, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, then the next game, Thunder, 95. Jazz, 85. 10-point game. Uh, Chet, everyone excited about Chet. Put on 13 pounds of muscle since he's been he looked, you know, since we last saw him. He looked really good. Like, like he looked, he, he actually looked like his, like he, He's starting to grow into his body now. You know, it's a muscle in it. He's been putting that work in. As he should. Uh, 15 points, 9 rebounds. Almost a double-double. Uh, for him, honestly, since everyone's had this like comparison between him and uh, Wimby for the summer league, he should be averaging a double-double. Not saying he had a bad game, but I feel like he should be having 12, 12 13 rebounds. It's in, like... Which I get, he's only a rookie, but like I said, if that that Wimby ceiling, that like that. But yeah, but we haven't seen Victor, we haven't seen Victor play in the summer league Victor yet. Oladipo? So yeah, he hasn't played either. Yeah, he hasn't even you would know that as a Miami Heat fan. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk about that in a bit because I was kind of sad about that. Um, but Chet, 15 points, nine rebounds, Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams, which I was surprised seeing him play this game because he, he was a stud last season. I, I, I get that he's still young. Like Keegan Murray played, but, uh, I was just surprised to see him play 21 points stellar. Um, Trey Mann played 20 points, seven rebounds. And then, um, on the, uh, jazz side, uh, Keontae George rookie. Uh, 18 points, and then we got uh, O'Shea Agbaji, 17 points, nine rebounds. Yeah, do you think you could you could do better than them in the summer league? No. All right, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I I haven't seen too much of the summer league. Keegan Murray so far has been the best player there. Um, you know, I'm I'm surprised he decided to play in the summer league this year, but kudos to him. Getting those reps in. Uh, what I was gonna say with with Chet was, isn't this his first like competitive game, like of basketball yes, since the last summer league? Uh, no, he didn't play in the summer league. He, he didn't. Played, even, yeah, no. he didn't even play the summer yeah, league. Yeah, because he got he got hurt in the Seattle uh, Pro Am. All right, so we're gonna be moving on here from the summer. Actually, do you have any? Final thoughts on summer league. What do you think is going to happen in the days coming forward? Um, just depending how it goes with uh, Victor, if they continue to play him into the um, uh, continue to play uh, like play like throughout the summer league or not, uh, to um, for him to uh, you know like make like so they have a summer league playoffs, and um, you know they there might be a clear favor to win. Charlotte also was a little bit clear favor to win. 
and um, there was one more team, and it wasn't even the Heat. That was also like I was uh, the the Kings, the Kings. Yeah, Keegan Murray, baby. Woo! All right, so let's move on. <laughs> so some free agency things here. There's a lot of a lot of contracts getting handed out. I got a bunch of them here. Um, some of them are free agents going to new teams. Some of them are re-signing. Uh, but a lot of things here. First one I have to point out, Bruce Brown signed to the Indiana Pacers. Two years, $45 million. But, you know, you might think that's a, a big overpay for Bruce Brown. He's a role player, was on the Nuggets last year, did, did really well. There's a team option on the second year, so it's really only a one-year prove-it deal. And if he plays really well, the Pacers will give him, you know, that second year. Um, I really like the move, though, getting Bruce Brown for the Pacers. I think they're going to be back in the playoffs next year. No, that's a solid starter because, like, for Denver, obviously he was coming off the bench. Um, for Indy, you know, he's going to be a starter. You know, playing with Tyrese is going to be nice. Yeah, he could. He might come off the bench still. They got Buddy Heald that could play as well. Bruce Bruce can play the two, three, or four. Yeah, but they got like Buddy Heald. Uh, I just saw. I don't remember who else. Benedict Mathurin. Well, yeah, Ma- uh, Mathurin. There's somebody else I'm forgetting, but that might be Obi Toppin. Oh yeah, we're yeah, gonna they jump just got to that. He got traded from the Knicks to the Pacers for two second-round picks, so shout-out to Obi Toppin. Welcome to Indiana, baby. Um, some re-signings here. We got Kyle Kuzma re-signing with the Wizards for four years, $102 million. He's going to be joining Jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole on the Wizards. <laughs> I don't even know who else they have now. Oh, yeah, they have fucking Tyus Jones. Um, we'll break that down here in a second after we get through all these re-signings and signings and free agents and all that stuff. A lot of moves. A lot of moves. So many. I I just have so many to go through. I might just blast through all of them. I don't know. Uh, up next, we got Kyrie Irving re-signing with the Mavericks. Three years, $126 million. Pretty good. He gets to stay there. And uh, he gets to be with Luca for a full year. You never know what can happen. Even though they didn't play very well together last year, they could do could do pretty good this year. What are your? I mean, I mean, I mean we can break the uh, shocking news right now since we're talking about the Mavericks. All right, go ahead and break the the breaking news here as we are sitting here recording. Well, the breaking news: Grant Williams is on the Mavericks now on a three uh, three team trade. Um, the Spurs, they get Reggie Bullock and a twenty uh the twenty thirty unprotected picks uh swap with Dallas. Uh Mavs, they get Grant Williams and they uh they sign him on a contract that I don't really agree with, but it is what it is. A fifty four uh fifty four million four year contract. I feel like they overpaid just a little bit, but you know, it's the Mavericks. Um Celtics, I feel like they just got rid of a big load and just got just a whole bunch of picks. They got three picks. They got a 2024, a 2025, and a 2028 uh, second-round picks. Loading up on those assets to go get Dane. No, those are those are assets right there. That's three. That's three second-round picks. Dude, could you imagine? 
if they actually... I mean, it won't happen. Could you imagine if they trade for Damian Lillard? That would be insane. Just imagine Damian Lillard, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Christoph Porzingis. Hopefully we could keep Robert Williams in that deal. Get rid of Derek White. We don't need him, dude. We just play five people the whole game. Yeah. We would never lose. Who would you guys get rid of? Derek White? Because, I mean, Brogdon... We... Isn't healthy. Yeah, we couldn't get rid of Brogdon right now. It would have to be Derek White, a bunch of picks. Um, Probably another big contract, Al Horford, maybe. Needed. No, he's he's still valuable, but he's just they wanted to play him way too much last year. But yeah, I don't even I don't think it's actually possible. The salary cap is only so much, and those are four big contracts there. But um, what are your thoughts on Kyrie staying with the Mavericks? Though you like it, love it, hate it? What I it? thought he was gonna go honestly, but I mean I I like it. I mean stay there, see how like like you know the year goes. I agree. I do. And I think Kyrie Irving's underrated because of things off the court. And, you know, he has really been more of a, a problem recently in recent history than an asset for a team. But if he can stay focused on the Mavericks, I think that's a dangerous team. Speaking of dangerous teams, the Los Angeles Lakers, they made a signing. They made a signing for a guy who was just in the finals. He was just playing in the finals on a team that LeBron used to play on in Miami. The Heat, that player, is Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent's gone now. Yes, unfortunately. I was kind of sad. Lakers have signed him three years, $33 million. Would, Would you have wanted the Heat to give him that contract? He's deserving of it. Would you wanted the Heat to give him that contract? Honestly, yeah. You don't think it's a little bit too much for a guy who's pretty unproven except for one good series with, against the Celtics? No. I mean, I, he showed he showed it in the playoffs. All right. Somebody who didn't show it in the playoffs, or maybe he did. I don't remember. Dennis Schroeder. He is signed with the Raptors. Two years, $26 million. So he leaves the Lakers. They bring in uh, Gabe Vincent. Dennis Schroeder's gone. They get. They also keep D'Angelo Russell here, two years, 37. So what are your thoughts on them keeping D'Lo? We were just talking about it last week on episode three, um, that Dennis Schroeder was the best point guard that the Lakers had at the end of the year. Uh, they go. To, they choose to keep D'Lo over Dennis Schroeder. What do you think about that? I think at this rate, they did youth. It was, it was mainly a youth thing. D'Lo's younger. But honestly, like... I don't – maybe things would change because, like I said, you know, it's tough the first year. Things are tough the first year. It's, it's very seldom you see, t- like, a team formed in, like, the first year they win unless you're, like, an absolute super tank team, you know. But I, I, I'll give them another year and see because I don't think after looking after next year, I don't think that the Lakers are going to be – like, we're going to be talking about them in playoff, like playoffs. Well, as long as LeBron and AD are around and healthy and doing their thing, we're going to be talking about them in the playoffs. Um, somebody who was in the playoffs last year, Dante DiVincenzo, who was with the Warriors, he goes to a, a team that was in the playoffs for the 
First time in a long time, I believe, the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. Four years, $50 million. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, is it, though? Because you said Gabe Vincent's deserving of three years, 33. I mean, Dante DiVincenzo gets four for 50. He's more of a proven role player than, than Gabe Vincent is. I mean, I guess. I mean, like, the thing is... Um, I, I just like Gabe Vincent. I mean, I, mean, I might be like a city from Miami, but I, I just like Gabe Vincent more, and I think that he's like a, a better player. He might be better of a player. Gosh, quit coughing. You're ruining, you're ruining the podcast by, by coughing. Thank you. And I'm definitely not ruining it by fighting for my life with my cat, and you can hear the chair <laughs> creaking. Yeah. I'm not sorry about it, by the way. Um... All right, so let's get to the massive news. We were all wrong. Dylan Brooks is not playing in Shanghai. He's playing in Houston with the Rockets. Four years, $80 million for Dylan Brooks. Everybody playing in Houston. Hey, first, what do you think of the Dylan Brooks deal, $20 million a year? That's not bad. That's, That's honestly not bad. It's not bad. And honestly, like you're, you're going to talk about it in a bit. They got another player. Like, I feel like they might have overpaid for, but I guess we will see. And I, that Houston team is, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I feel like they're going to be an exciting team to be a watch. Yes, and of course, the, the player that you were talking about is Fred Van Vliet, who we all knew it was going to take a lot for him to leave the Raptors. And the Rockets gave him a lot. Yeah, they, they, with Rich Paul. Yeah, I think Rich Paul was his agent. Yep. I think all these guys were like either Rich Paul or there's another one too, something sports. I think Bruce Brown was Fred. There was one more because there were three of them. Yeah, we need to get in contact with Rich Paul. We do. We do. Because the the Rockets gave Fred Van Vliet three years, one hundred and thirty million dollars. One hundred and thirty oh, million dollars. If you go on two K, and you try to sign Red Van Vliet to this contract, you you cannot. You can't even sign him to it on two K. <laughs> so they they gave him more than two K money, and two K money is always crazy. If you ever play my NBA, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but he makes more per year on this deal than Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis. Clay Thompson, Jason Tatum, and Devin Booker. What? He makes he makes more per year than all his players. I I could tell you exactly what they make right now. Kyrie Irving is going to make forty two million dollars a year on his new contract. Fred VanVleet makes forty two point eight million. Anthony Davis makes thirty eight. Clay Thompson makes thirty eight. Jason Tatum makes thirty two point six, and Devin Booker makes thirty one point six. And that's just you know. Notable NBA players that Fred VanVleet's making more money per year than. So, yeah, that was an overpay. Big overpay by the Rockets, but they had to use their salary cap somehow or else they'd have to give it back to the NBA. So, congratulations to Fred VanVleet for being the, the person they chose to use it on. I mean, it was just it was astonishing. I was like, wow. 
I mean, like, I'll try, I'll try to find out what the other third athlete was, and I think it was like Bruce Brown or Obi Toppin. I want to say, but I might be wrong. I, I thought, I thought I was, I seen Obi, Obi Toppin with it too. With what? The uh, Rich Paul. I mean, he was just traded, so I don't know. Maybe not then, it, but there was there was another third guy that got an insane contract. Could it have possibly been Jeremy Grant? Could have possibly been Jeremy Grant. All right, well, let's talk about Jeremy Grant last because that's going to tie into something else. Let's talk about Russell Westbrook signing back to the Clippers. Two years, wait for it, $8 million. So sad. He should be he should be making the Fred VanVleet money right now. <laughs> NBA is the NBA. I know, it sucks. He, I mean, he played well last year, though, like at the end. What? I mean, like, what do you do? He, he was Russell Westbrook. He was, he was out there on the Clippers, are you talking about? I mean, like, okay. When I say, like, what he do, like, the, he, like yeah, he, he had effort, but... We didn't we didn't really see that until he hit the playoffs, which I get. Like a lot of players do that. Jimmy did that. You know? Yeah, I was gonna say Jimmy, but that's literally his whole thing, and people were praising but, him for it. But but he but Russell didn't win game. Like he, he didn't win. I'm serious. He, I, what do you win? Like two games? I don't know. I don't follow the Clippers like that. I'm just saying Russell Westbrook. It's sad because what was it? Like a few years ago, he had an opportunity to have a, like a massive contract with the uh, Rockets. I think it actually was the Rockets. Yeah, like they offered him, they offered him an extension. He did, he declined it, and then he fell off for a little bit. Now he's only getting two years, eight million. We see all these other people like Draymond Green getting four years, a hundred million. What is Draymond? I mean, oh, he went to the Warriors again. By the way, for everybody who didn't, he might have been that third one. Draymond Green doesn't do anything other than punch his teammates and say. Oh, I'm Draymond Green. I'm, I'm friends with LeBron James. Well, did you hear about the like incident that like they, they actually like came out like what was said and stuff? No, I didn't hear about that. What was it? Well, Jordan Poole was tripping at uh, Draymond and saying like 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 about like he like he can like you know bang like more like you know than like bang his wife and stuff like that like saying like stuff about his wife. He could. Have you seen Jordan Poole? But whenever someone says like that, says that stuff, you know. Draymond Green only hurt only hurt him because he was hurt. Because Draymond Green knew it was true. You ever see Jordan Poole when he sees the baddies at the game? He's a bucket. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's a new era, new era Steph Curry, he's right? Now he's going to Washington DC. I don't know how many baddies are out there. I know there's a lot of He's a munch. Don't. He is. I mean, don't don't bring that up right now. It doesn't help prove my point <laughs> back to the the Grizzlies Desmond Bain gets a five year 207 million dollar extension congratulations Desmond Bain T-Rex <laughs> that's rude sorry he's in the NBA and he has 207 million dollars yeah that, that's true that's true you know what he doesn't have though he doesn't have 260 million dollars baby like my boy Tyrese Halliburton does with the Pacers $260 million max contract, baby. Deserving. Deserving. 100% deserving. You know who else got five years, $260 million? LaMelo Ball. 
Oh, he got paid. That everyone got paid this season. You know who else got five years, two hundred sixty million? Anthony Edwards. I thought I saw that. I didn't know what the price was. Yep, they all got the max, two hundred sixty. Well, so good, good for them. Yeah, shout out to them, especially Tyrese. Yeah, Tyrese for sure, because Tyrese is probably one of my favorite players in the NBA. You know, maybe you could slide me a couple of dollars though. What else we have? We already talked about D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves back to the Lakers, four years, fifty-six million dollars. That's kind of a steal. Yeah, I guess Com- compared to what everybody else was getting, that's a steal of a contract. Yeah. Oh, that Russell Westbrook is a steal. Well, yeah, but that was a robbery. That was like, like extreme robbery. Like you broke in the store, pushed down the old lady, and took all the money. He agreed to it too. Well, that's probably the only contract he got because the NBA is stupid. I'm out here. I'm out here fighting for Russell Westbrook now. We got Brooke Lopez, old man, after he just had back surgery less than a year ago. He comes back when, what, was it wins defensive player of the year? Is in the conversation or something? Yeah, he was in the conversation defensive deep boy. Two years, $48 million. So he gets he gets a nice little contract there for a couple of years. He's already old. We got DeMontis Sabonis, five years, $217 million. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I got here. Uh... Also, I want to mention the Suns. They have no money, right? They signed four people in free agency that I thought were great signings for the position they're in. They got Keita Bates-Diop, Drew Eubanks, Chemezi Metu, and Yuta Watanabe. Oh, okay. Okay. So those are all very, very decent to very good uh, bench players. So shout out to them because that was... You know, I saw them signing these people. I was like, okay, 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 okay. It's those role players that they need. Exactly, because they have they have nobody except for the the you know the big boys yeah. and Cam Johnson. And wait, not Cam Johnson. What's his name? What's that dude's name on the Suns that you like? Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. He's yeah. like he's still Cam. He's still a cam. Big dancer guy right there. All right. Uh, cam, uh, cam Johnson signed an extension, I think. Yeah, I don't have that one down here. Do you have it? No. I. I All right. I just, he doesn't matter to us. Okay. That's fair. Shout out to Cam Johnson, though, if he did get a deal. That's pretty cool. He did. It was a nice deal. Um, I have some top available free agents left on the board. <laughs> These are just, you know, I saw who was available, and I just made a list of people that I thought hey, maybe they could be signed to a team and do some good stuff. Uh, DJ Augustine, he's still out there as a free agent. Mo Bamba, he could help a team out a little bit, not the Lakers, though. Uh, Yudoka Azubike, um, you know, he's out there. Will Barton, veteran, he could come in. Bismack Biombo, very underrated. I think, you know, if you need a big man off the bench, get Bismack. You got Darius Baisley. Ooh, I'm surprised he's still – I mean, he might be restricted, though. I'm not sure. But I'm surprised he's he's not signed up yet. And most recently, a man who just became a free agent, Bull Bull. He got released. He is released by the Orlando Magic. <coughs> this just opens the door. It opens the doorway for him to go to San Antonio and play with Victor Wimbanyama. 
the thin powers. Let's make it happen, baby. That would be crazy. I mean, like, that would be, like, like it's such a mean team, but that would be crazy. Like, and if they somehow get Chet. Throw Bull nah, throw Bull. I don't, I don't think that's possible. Listen, throw Bull Bull out there at the three. You can have Chet at the four, Victor at the five, or vice versa. Who's stopping that team? Just, you know, they're going to be blocking shots crazy. It's crazy. Man, you're just imagining things, dude. I'm a, I don't yeah. think that's possible. It's, it's not possible. Chet's on the Thunder for, for sure. But, yeah, that's all the free agency stuff and the uh, contract extension stuff that we have. Uh, I oh, I like to throw in my uh, – I'm miss my little heat guy right here. Um, traded away Max Roos to the Cavs. I was going to get to that. Well, you didn't. So it's it was literally a team trade. Oh my god! It's literally the next thing on my list, and you just interrupted me, and you're starting to say it. Yes, sir. All right, go on. It was a three. It's your show too, I guess. <laughs> it was a three-team uh, trade with the Cavs, Heat, and Spurs. Uh, the Cavs got Max, Max Bruce. He got the 2020 or yeah, 2026 second-round pick from the Lakers. Uh, via Cavs, and then the Spurs got uh, C.D. Osman, Lamar Stevens, and the 2030 second round pick. Is Shetty Osman? Sure. Shetty Osman. Said D. Osman. No, Shetty Osman. And then also the Hawks and uh, Hawks and Jazz traded. Uh, the Hawks got Rudy Gay in the future second round pick, and the uh, the Jazz got John Collins. Yeah, I think that's a good pickup for the Jazz. Hey, absolutely. John Collins is a great player, and I, I actually like him. John Collins playing next to Lowry Markinen? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And add on to, like, the Obi Toppin, because like, I believe we talked about that earlier. Uh, yeah, I said that. Uh, uh, yeah, the Obi Toppin. Uh, the Knicks got us, uh, uh, two second-round picks from it. Yeah, I said that. Okay, I don't know if you said that or not. Yeah. And then the Thunder, he traded. Uh, unfortunately, we got rid of Victor Oladipo. But we got two future second-round picks off that trade. All right. Now, can I can I talk? I have something I would like to say. I suppose. So last week, we were talking about a three team trade that was happening with the with the Celtics, the Wizards, and the Clippers, and that that trade fell through. Literally, as soon as we got done recording, we said something about it on Twitter. You might have seen it. You may have not seen it. But. You know, I was very sad after that because I was, if you haven't heard my thoughts on the Chris Porzingis joining the Boston Celtics, go ahead and listen to last week. I don't want to go through it again, but I really like it. So I was really sad when that didn't go through, but we got a new three-team deal done. All right. The Celtics still get Chris Porzingis. We also get, we also got pick 25 in the in the most recent draft 2023 draft. I'm not sure what they did with that. I have to fact check that. And they also have a 2024 Golden State first round pick. So that's next year. This year's 2023. The Wizards got Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, and Mike Muscala and then pick 35 in the draft so the fifth pick in the second round. And we lost we lost a good one in in Boston. We had to get rid of Marcus Smart. He's now in the dangerous, dangerous city of Memphis, Tennessee, around gangbangers and hood rats like John Morant. You know, I hope one day Marcus Smart will find his way back to the Boston Celtics. I don't think so. I feel like he feels betrayed. 
Marcus Smart, if you hear this, I'm sorry, but I love you. It would have been Brogdon. It would have been Brogdon with the Clippers. Brogdon is injured right now, so he didn't pass the physical, and the Clippers got scared and were like, oh. And Memphis took it. Yeah, I mean, Memphis, they took the deal, and they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll take Marcus Smart. And the Celtics were like, okay. I mean, it's not – I get sad for, like, mentality state because Marcus Smart is a very important piece to that team, and he has been for a while. He's He was the longest-tenured Celtic on the team. But we still have Brogdon once he gets healthy. We still have Derek White. It's not like we're without a point guard. Absolutely. And you guys got a big. And we got a big. We got Christoph Porzingis, which that was, you know, I still think really good addition for the team. And if he fits well in my, you know, this is all in our minds right now. We, don't, we haven't seen them play together. But he fits he fits well with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I think. I mean, you can, you can, like, he's well-rounded, shoot. You know, he can post up. He plays defense. You know, he can move his feet. I he like he back then everyone was like oh he's the unicorn you know he could still do that type of stuff we just didn't see it live because he played for the Wizards well yeah and he he did it with the Wizards but we um, no one saw it because no one watches Wizards games yeah no we don't watch we don't want to watch losers yeah sorry sorry Washington I'm not you, you guys used to fuck be, you Washington I I used to like Washington back in the day when they had John Wall Bradley Beal well yeah that's when John Wall goat Bradley Beal. Dog. Gortat. <laughs> he, he was something, yeah. yeah. he was something, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that I'm I'm still very happy with Kristaps because he is someone who can reliably stretch the floor from you know from the bigs standpoint. Like we had Al Horford, he could stretch, but not reliably, as we saw last year uh, in the playoffs. You know, he he's just old and it's unfortunate. But he brings defense. Robert Williams brings defense. Now we get an offensive uh, big guy we can rely on. So Celtics winning it all next year. You heard it here first on Sparkcast Media. Uh, and did you break down uh, that uh, how Poole went to the Wizards? No, I didn't. Were you about to? No, I wasn't. Do you want me to? Go ahead. Well, there was a trade with the Warriors and Wizards. Well, Chris Paul was on the Wizards. Or was on the Wizards. And um, he got traded to uh, the Warriors for uh, Jordan Poole. And the trade, well, it was fairly one-sided. Uh, Warriors got Chris Paul. And the Wizards, they got Jordan Poole, Ryan, uh, Ryan Rollins, the 2030 first-round pick protected. So if, you know, like if something does happen, the Warriors can get it back. And then also the 2027 second-round pick. Yeah, I don't know how all these protections worked. It's like a lot of them are like layered and it's like, oh, you can have this uh, pick, but like it's protected if we are in the lottery or it's protected if we're in this or that. Or protected like we're like you guys have a higher record and we're lower. Yeah, that, that's yeah, stuff. It's yeah. all confused. And then like when you get into like the uh, picks with uh, that's been the multiple teams, it's like, oh, we get the most favorable pick out of all these seven different teams whoever has the best pick is ours you know i don't understand it but anyway back to on topic jordan Poole. i like him leaving the warriors going to the wizards he gets a shot to be his own his own man now yeah score i mean he gets a chance to be a score and you know 
they were the Warriors were really high on him. They gave him a big contract, and they were like, "Oh, we got our next generation." Don't know what happened. Maybe they just saw the opportunity to go win a couple more, maybe one more with Chris Paul right now, and they're like, "Let's go for now instead of for later." So, I like to move for the the Warriors as well. I think Chris Paul is gonna, you know, he's gonna run the point. And he's he's a really great facilitator, and it's scary to think what. Steph Curry can do when he's not the guy with you know facilitating everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean he can move without the ball. He he can move without the ball, and he you know, and I mean they were he's done that before, but now he's going to consistently do it. It's going to be scary. He's going to you know stop and pop and everything like that. Well, even that, I mean, there's going to be times that both are going to bring both going to bring the ball up. You know. Well, yeah, they're going to alternate, of course, but I'm just saying, like, imagine you're you have Chris Paul who may be the best point guard of this his generation mm-hmm. bringing it up the court on the right side on the wing you got clay thompson on the left side you got steph curry that is legendary you also got throwing wiggins yeah i'm wiggins down there he's over there in the corner hiding her out because people underestimate him but hey bada bing bada boom you know mm-hmm. you got draymond green out there who he's defense i guess James Wiseman. No, they traded him away. Really? Yeah, they traded him at the midseason mark to the Pistons, I think. Oh, yeah. I was surprised on that. Yeah, we talked about that before. So. Not on the podcast, though. Yeah. Now you know that Brian doesn't remember trades. No, I don't. Not good. <laughs> not good, not good. All right. Anyway, yeah, I do like it for the, the Warriors. I do like it for the Wizards. Um, You know, the Wizards get a a lot of future assets which they need they're entering a rebuild they get uh you know Jordan Poole to pair with Kyle Kuzma and they got Bilal Koulibaly in the draft who we both really liked hey maybe maybe there'll be maybe there'll be something let's see here so the final two things we have to talk about with the NBA and the free agency and offseason and all that James Harden accepted his $35.6 million player option, but he wants to be traded from the 76ers. Your thoughts on James Harden wanting to leave Joel Embiid in the 76ers? I understand why. There's a lot of, like, like these teams forming with, like, like, like the Suns. You know, people are trying to compete up with the Nuggets. And I, that Sixers team is not going to – like, they're all right. Like, they're, they're good on paper. But when it comes down to it, I just don't necessarily see like them, you know, making it to the Eastern Conference Championship, let alone the finals. It's like, it, I don't know, like Harden can be the number one or two option on the team, but I feel like he needs a team with uh, a, a wing and a big. And Tobias, I no credit against Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is a good player, but... Tobias Harris is one of those players that I don't really see winning a championship. Joel Embiid, I see winning a championship for the Sixers. I don't see it. I don't see it in the Sixers, but I see him winning a championship from another team. I see it if he uh, pulls a Kevin Durant and goes and joins a super team, but I don't see him being the number one option on a winning team. Yeah. We've seen him choke all, how many times now? Like, he's just, he's not, he's not the guy. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I mean, Shout out to James Harden. He wants to win one. Um, but, I, I mean, the 76ers, if Joel Embiid was like – if Joel Embiid was a superstar – I mean, he, he's a superstar. But if he was, like, the next level of superstar, 
they should win. They should have probably won last year. I mean, like each time they're fighting, they're they're there. I mean, but in the second round, they get bounced out. Yeah, I know. They've not, I mean, they haven't made the Eastern Conference Finals. It's been dominated by either the Celtics or the Heat for however long. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's nothing against the other Eastern Conference teams. It's just the Celtics and Heat have just been consistently good production and, playoffs. And when uh, the other team hasn't been that great, the you know, like if the Heat weren't that great, Celtics were good. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals, but. I don't know. I mean, they have Tyrese Maxey. They have Joel Embiid. Obviously, I don't think this is going to happen this year at least. Maybe next year or the year after. I just think the Sixers need to move away from Joel Embiid. Move away from that whole trust the process era. They already got rid of Marco Fultz. They already got rid of Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid's the last piece that's there. Get rid of him. Build around Tyrese Maxey. Because I think Tyrese Maxey has the potential to be a guy, a superstar in this league. I no, I, I agree. Him and Trey Mann, uh Terrence Mann. Yeah, they they need uh, to move uh, off they need to move off um Tobias Harris. Trade him to a team that is actually in contention to win a championship that needs another like shooter on the on the edge because he's he he was like a borderline superstar. Um what was he, the Clippers? And then when he got to the Sixers, he was still borderline, but he's he's been declining for the past few years. Move off with Tobias Harris now. Move Joel Embiid within the next few years. Build around Tyrese Maxey. Get you some more uh, good young pieces, and the Sixers could be dangerous. I just don't think Joel Embiid's going to be the one to uh, to do it for him, though. I uh, that's a th- that's tough. That's really tough because. Joel is a really like he's he's, he's I mean we just won MVP fresh off MVP he's a really great player you know like but he just needs pieces he, he needs certain pieces yeah I mean there's a chance he could win one with the Sixers if they carry him but I just don't I don't see that happening with the position that they're in right now but uh, James Harden though. This is what I've seen right here. Clippers and Knicks are the two teams that are linked to him that are very interested. I think the Knicks would be a very underrated spot for James Harden to go. That would be really good because he could, he could be back to what he is what he was doing best with the Rockets. He could be the number two back to the days where Chris Paul and him were there and Chris Paul was the one. You got Jalen Brunson at the one who's on a fairly cheap contract, especially after the contracts we've seen this offseason. Oh, yeah. You got James. You could have James Harden out there, with Brunson. You got Julius Randle out there. You got R.J. Barrett on the wing as well. The Knicks, if they get James Harden, that could be a scary underdog team for next year. No, it would be a hundred percent. I mean, like James Harden is score, he proves it every year. He does. And Jalen Brunson, I think he's only going to get better. I think R.J. Barrett, he still has some room to grow. But even if he stays the same as he was this year, I mean, that's reliable. He's improving. Yeah, there's a reliable piece right there. Julius Randle, we, he he's blown everybody's expectations out of the water, I think, from him going to the, the Knicks. So, I mean, the, I think the Knicks are actually a really good spot for him. And then we also have the big news. It's finally happened. Damian Lillard has requested a trade from the Portland Trailblazers. And it was after um, the Trailblazers used the second o- or the third overall pick, my bad, on Scoot Henderson, which 
there was reports that Damian Lillard wanted them to trade that pick for a, a superstar. And then it was also after they gave Jeremy Grant five years, $160 million. So Damian Lillard saw that and said, I'm out. I, I don't blame him because, I mean, like, he's been in Portland for that long. I feel like he should have a say-so. And I mean, they the only time they really had a chance with C.J. McCollum was there. And even then, the rest of the team was not that great. It wasn't. I mean, like, but they made it to the Western Conference Final, I think, like, two or three times. That was, that, that's honestly crazy because, like, no one thought that they, like, he was going to pull that team into the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean, don't, maybe history would be different. Like, obviously, if the Warriors weren't the Warriors. It would have been. Maybe the Blazers would have been there. Maybe the Rockets would have been there. But history is history, and Damian Lillard, he wants out. And uh, it's being said that he wants to go to the Heat, but the Blazers would do what's best for them. And there's four teams that are uh, very interested in Damian Lillard, and it's the Los Angeles Clippers again. They're, they want another, you know, superstar to go along with Kawhi and PG. Uh, the 76ers, they're looking to maybe replace James Harden. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, because him and Mikel Bridges are very, very close. And then, of course, the Miami Heat, which is he's been linked to for basically the whole offseason, and that's where he said he wants yeah. to go. But the Heat don't really have that many pieces to give up. Like, no, we don't. They got Tyler Hero, Jovich, the rookie they just drafted. They don't have a lot of picks. Don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen, but we will see. Pat Riley is an aggressive GM, and you know he he surprised and like he, he will make shit happen. That is true, and we will see what shit does happen with Damian Lillard in the in the coming days, weeks, or months. Speaking of months, we've got two months until the start of the NFL season, and we have gone out of our way today to rank the 32 teams from number 32 to number one in the NFL on how we think or what their odds are for winning the Super Bowl. Are you ready for this, Brian? Yes. All right. Who do you have at number 32? I have the Arizona Cardinals. I also have the Arizona Cardinals as well. And why did you have the Cardinals at 32? They're not good. They lost the hop. I don't like Kyler Murray. Well, Kyler Murray, even if you don't like him, he's going to be out for like the first half of the season. So they don't even have their franchise quarterback as as no chance. All right. Number 31, I, myself, have the Chicago Bears. I have Tampa Bay. Now, why do you have Tampa Bay? Their quarterback situation is absolutely horrendous. You think the Niners have a bad quarterback situation? I do. The, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have it worse. I don't know, though. They got Baker Mayfield down there. Okay. Oh, why do you have the Bears at 31? Um, You know, just because the Bears were the worst team last year. Mm-hmm. They they got DJ Moore. Um, Justin Fields still has some room to grow, obviously, as a passer. But... Other than getting DJ Moore and they, they drafted a tackle in the draft, um, there's not really much that I've seen that I'm like, oh, the Bears have a good shot. Even in their division, I still think they're at best the third best team. 
So I have him down here at 31. I just I don't I don't see it happening this year. Number 30, who do you have? I have the Tennessee Titans. The reason why I have the Titans is because I looking at the team and I don't think that the team is really that good. Um, isn't Derrick Henry hurt too? Or no? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I just know that they're going through it with Ryan Tannehill and stuff like that, and I just don't think that they're going to have a good season this season. You don't trust Will Levis? I Will Levis, I don't think he's going to play this season. Yeah, he might not. Uh, number 30, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. They got rid of Derek Carr. They got Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know how I feel about him. If you listen to the past few episodes, you know how I feel about him. So... Yeah, Vegas Raiders, they're in the mud. So, number 29, Atlanta Falcons. Ooh, okay. Who do you got? I got the Tennessee. Uh, no, I got the Texans. Texans, Houston okay. Texans. All right. So, uh, why the Texans? I, I have a feeling I know why. Well, honestly, I think that they were worse off last season than, you know, I think they were like the last team or second to last team, right? They yeah they were the second worst team last year. Yeah, I I have them moving a couple like a spot up, uh, maybe two. Uh, I the rookie you know coming in, I don't believe necessarily that you know I that I feel like they're gonna be better than the Tennessee Titans in their in their division. But I don't think that they're gonna like I don't think they're gonna crack the ceiling for like the top twenty maybe for another like season or two. So why do you why, uh, why do you have um. The Falcons. Falcons, yeah. Um, uh, it just feels right. The Falcons, they got a young quarterback still. They're still learning and everything. Mm-hmm. It's, their team doesn't feel like a winner to me. Okay. Then next up, I got the Rams. And it's kind of the same thing, but on the opposite end of the spectrum. The Falcons are all young, and they're you know going through the motions. The Rams are all old and washed up. So I, I just don't see the Rams bouncing back. Even if Matthew Stafford comes back as Matthew Stafford, I just don't see the Rams uh, doing it for me. At 28, I have the Commanders. Um, you know, uh, I think the, uh, the quarterback, Taylor Heineke. No, their quarterback is Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they're going to be, like, you know, necessarily like a, like a team. Like, I, I could have swapped them and the Texans, honestly. Like those are two like like honestly in my twenty seven team I could have swapped with the Texans too. Those three were like just like I don't know, I'm gonna like say the Texans are gonna be a little worse, but those those three the like the next team I say and then the uh, commanders could have been flipped with these two with te- the Texans. Yeah. And, um you know, I'm just gonna I agree with everything you said. I'm just gonna go give you my next four because you've already touched on them. Twenty seven I have the Texans, twenty six I have the Titans. 25, uh, the Buccaneers, and 24, the Commanders. Okay, okay. Um, My next four, the 27, Panthers, 26, Falcons, 25, Patriots, and 24, the Colts. Yeah, the Colts at 24. I have the Colts at 24. All right. Um, How about I'll talk about the Colts, all right, when we get to them. Okay. Who did you have, the Patriots? I haven't said the Patriots yet. Yeah, the Patriots at 25. All right, go ahead and talk about the Patriots. Why do you think they're uh, this low? I, I just don't think um, what what's his name? Um, I'm trying to remember the quarterback. Oh, Mac 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 Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah. Oh, I don't think Mac Jones is you know necessarily a good quarterback. I believe you know I I, I feel like he's just you know a fluke. I mean I'm not saying their whole team is a fluke, but I just feel like he's a fluke and he's going to develop the Patriots this season too. 
probably be one like not the worst team, but you know, back behind the you know what the what the worst teams. Yeah, um, you know, I don't one hundred percent agree. I think the Patriots would be more middle of the road, as you'll see as we go further on in my uh, rankings. But I want to say uh, twenty three. You're you know you're not that far off. Twenty three. I have the Colts. And the reason I have the Colts is not because I don't think they're going to do well. But I can't put them any higher than 23 because their quarterback is young. He's a rookie. And he's the most unproven rookie in the draft. Mm-hmm. They also have a new head coach. Don't know how he's going to do. They have their cornerbacks now because Isaiah Rogers got cut from the uh, betting thing. He got suspended in- indefinitely, I think it was. Yeah. Whole season. Um, they released him, so we really only have Kenny Moore, and then it's a bunch of rookies or or young players in our in our you know defensive secondary. Mm-hmm. So with all that you know combined, I have to have the Colts at twenty three. I think they could perform better than expectation, especially if Anthony Richardson takes off. But yeah, I have the Colts here at twenty three. At twenty three, I got the Giants. Really. The Giants at twenty three. Yes, sir. Are you after after they made the playoffs? I got them twenty three. All right, we're not even going to touch on that. I'm going to go ahead and give you my next three. We're going to get 22, 21, 20. Okay. Okay. Twenty two. I have the Carolina Panthers. Twenty one. I have the Green Bay Packers. And number twenty, I have the New Orleans Saints. So you said Packers at twenty one. Yeah. Well, I got the Bears at 22. I have Justin Fields having a better season. Stepping up year three. All right. Um, The Packers at 21. There we go. (laughs) And then the Saints at 20. Oh, hell yeah. See, we know, we think alike when we, you know, because the Colts, you had 24, I had 23. We had the same for 21 and 20. Hey, we're on the same wavelength here. Oh, dude, this is gonna be scary. Can I, can I, let me let me start off with my first, my my next three here. All right, go ahead with your next three. We're gonna have nineteen the Browns, eighteen Steelers, seventeen Rams. Um, I don't one hundred percent agree. All right, nineteen I have the Vikings, eighteen I have the Patriots, seventeen I have the Browns. So we still have the Browns and they're in the same location. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just don't really know what to expect from them. This is going to be Deshaun Watson's first full year with their, uh, you know, not rooting for him, but he's a good quarterback. So, so is it Vikings at 19? Vikings at 19. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, why, why 19? Because Kirk Cousins. Kirk, yeah, you, yeah. No, Kirk, Kirk yeah. Cousins is holding them down. He, he They're never going to be better than, like, they might make the playoffs, so they might actually, you know, technically perform better than what I have them. But, they're never going to be a, 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 a contending team with Kirk Cousins there. Well, on, on 16th, I got the Vikings. Ironically, since we're going to talk, like, like throw on our next picks, it's, I, I have the Vikings on 16th because I like Kirk Cousins. And obviously, you know that. Yeah, but um, you obviously, you still have him at 16 because you know he's a mid-quarterback. Yeah, I don't see them pushing like how I have these other teams push. Yeah, so uh, you want to go ahead and read your 15-14 uh, as well? Who's your 16? Well, I'll tell you after you tell me your next two. Nah, we have to break down in the top 15. Okay, 16, I have the Broncos. Okay, I like that. Just because what we saw last year with Russell Wilson, obviously they got Sean Payton, so I don't have them bottom where I usually would have them. Mm -hmm. 
They got Sean Payton. It's still Russell Wilson. You have to see what happens. I got them in the top 15. Uh, obviously, you haven't said them yet. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to go 15, Chargers, 14, Broncos, 13, Seattle Seahawks. You have the Chargers all the way down at 15 or 14, whatever you said? Yeah, I'm with Chargers at 15, middle of the pack. That is, that's crazy. I have Seahawks at 15, Giants at 14, and Steelers at 13. It's because, you know, Giants last year mm-hmm. made the playoffs, beat the Vikings, as I told you they would. I, I wish we had the podcast going then because I, call, I called every single game wildcard weekend. You did. You did. Uh, you should have had it started. Anyway, let's not dwell on the past. All right, oh. let's look towards the future. Yes, the sir. Giants, the Giants are at 14 because I think they're going to be – just like they were last year, they're either going to be in the playoffs or right outside the playoffs. And the Steelers, I also say the same thing for them because Kenny Pickett, I really like him. Mm-hmm. I think he's really good. They got – obviously, they got Mike Tomlin, who's one of the greatest head coaches we've ever seen. Um, George Pickens, I really like him as a you know a wide out. They got a great defense. I think everything going well with them, they're going to be a playoff team. I had the Broncos at 14 because – I I I I was like, well, honestly, people were gonna have him in like the twenties, you know, or like in the like out of the top fifteen. And I was like, honestly, Russell Wilson just got his first year underneath his belt. You know, honestly, you could have, I I could have easily sneaked him up to the eleventh spot. But I was like, I was like, no, I you know, unproven yet. So I was like, fourteen is a good number for the Denver Broncos, and thirteen for the Seattle Seahawks. I feel like was a good number for them. Geno Smith coming back off a hot year. I feel like you know, thirteen maybe, like I uh, like I said, maybe one more spot, twelve. You know that that's actually interesting that you put the Seahawks higher than me, because I'm I'm a big Geno Smith fan, mm-hmm. and we were talking about this all all last season about, and I have them at fifteen, so they're still in my top fifteen, but. Yeah, I, I still think they're in contention for the playoffs. Yeah. And that's when you when you really get to, like, 15, that's when you start saying these teams could be playoff teams. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I'm going to go ahead and uh, – I'll actually, I'll go. Yeah, I was going to say. I'll started. go. Number 12, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number 11, I have the Dallas Cowboys. And number 10, I have the Miami Dolphins. Number 12, I have the Jaguars. Number 11, Miami. Or no, Miami. No. Number 11, the Lions. I'm sorry. No. That's wrong. I'm sorry. And 10, the Chargers. I thought you already said the Chargers. No, I didn't. Didn't you have them down? Yeah, I did. You're right. All right, so you're missing a team in there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, missing a team. You're right. <laughs> Don't listen to me. All right, so forget he said the Chargers, all right? Well, no, no, the Chargers were actually the 10, the 10. So, like, the uh, 15th is the, the missing team. Okay, so Chargers still 10, 15. We don't know what the fuck he had. Um, you know, Dolphins are in my top 10. I think they, they're they a good team. They're going to have, uh, hopefully, have Tua for a full year next year. Um, maybe they're going to get Dalvin Cook. That's a big, you know, big link there. If they get Dalvin Cook. I think that, you know, easily I could jump them up. Cowboys at 11. It's kind of the same thing with, uh, with that I say with Kirk at 19. You know, they have Dak. They're never going to be super high, but they also have a really good team around Dak. So I think they're going to be in the playoffs regardless. 
Number 12 for the Jaguars. I think, you know, last year we saw them uh, have a huge come up in the playoffs, that great game against the Chargers. Um, You know, as much as I hate to say it, they're in the same division as the Colts, the Jaguars. They're probably going to go ahead and win the division again next year pretty soundly, and and they're going to be in the playoffs. My missing team was the Raiders. Okay, Raiders at 15? No. No. Gosh, no. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so Raiders somewhere lower. Yeah, yes, it's somewhere lower. They're going to get the boot somewhere. Teams are going to come flying up, but the Vikings are going to take that 15 spot. Oh, all right. So, uh, all right, let's go number 11. I already said that. Number 10, I already said that. Nine, eight, seven, six. Who do you got? Nine, I got the Cowboys. Eight, the Dolphins. Seven, Jets. Six, Ravens. All right, we're actually – Pretty different here. Uh, nine, I got the Niners at number nine. The Chargers at number eight. The Ravens at number seven. And the Bills at number six. So, Niners at nine. Quarterback, don't know what's going to be. If we need the quarterback, maybe it'd be higher, maybe it'd be lower. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it is. They have a re- great team. Everything else around them, great. So, they're going to be number nine. Chargers, they're at number eight. I don't, you know, I don't know if they're going to win it all next year. That's why they're still number eight, but they're still in the top ten. They're going to be a really good team. Yeah. Seven with the Ravens and six with the Bills, they could easily be in the top five. But really? the reason that they're there is because I don't know. And there's other teams. Well, yeah. Like- well, the Bills I have at number six because of what's going on with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. Yeah. There's drama there. Seven with the Ravens, we have Odell coming back and Zay Flowers, who's a rookie. Don't know how they're going to play with Lamar. Questionable. So it's questionable, but they easily could jump in the top five. I So I, I had the Cowboys at nine because I feel like, honestly, they, I feel like they could have got the boot down lower. I was being considerate with nine, I felt like. Yeah, I mean, I had them down at 11. Yeah, so. I know. I was, I was, I was, like, I was considering dropping out the top ten, but I was like, nine for them is a good number. Eight for the Dolphins. They loaded up. Like I think they're they get Dalvin Cook yet or no? I was just talking about that while you're searching for the team you missed. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so like they're they're like Tua if stays healthy can can be that team can be actually really good. Plus the wide receivers, uh, Tyreek and also um, what's his uh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Waddle. Uh, fantastic receivers, and then seven with the Jets. They loaded up, got Aaron Rodgers. They didn't play around this offseason. Um, six with the Ravens, Lamar, like you said, uh, just a bit ago, OBJ and Zay Flowers. Uh, don't know, questionable. Yep. You know, I feel like honestly, I could have, I could have thrown the Ravens up in the top five. But yep. Our top fives are gonna be interesting, and I, I think, I think I'm gonna catch you. Surprise with my top five here. Yeah, well, I'm already going to catch you off guard with number five. I got the Detroit Lions. Oh, shoot. Listen, last year, they outperformed expectations. They did. Now, Aaron Rodgers, not in the division. Mm-hmm. They've gotten better because they got uh, – well, I mean, you could say they got better and worse. They got David Montgomery, lost DeAndre Swift, right? I just I really like what the uh, the Lions did because they also drafted a running back who I'm blanking on his name right now that I, I really like, and they also drafted Jack Campbell linebacker. I just think they 
Overall, they got better. Dan Campbell is a great coach. Jared Goff's having a career resurgence, number five for the Lions. It just feels right for me. I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the in the NFC next year. Number five, I have the Bills. Considering all that drama, if uh, Stephon Diggs stays, I they're still a top five team in the NFL. Yeah, I had them at six, so I can't really argue yeah. that one. Uh, number four, the New York Jets, for all the reasons you said. Aaron Rodgers is there, and Aaron Rodgers is a winner. Mm-hmm. And not much else to say. Number four, I have the 49ers. Even though we have our little quarterback situation going on, I Kyle Shannon is a really great coach, and I feel like he has it under control. Are our top three the same? Our top three are all the same. Yes, sir. There's the same three teams, but are they the same? We're about to find out. Number three, I have the Bengals. <laughs> Number three, I have no other but the Philadelphia Eagles. No. Yes, sir. All right. I have the Eagles at two. I got the Bengals at two. All right. So I'll tell you why I put the Eagles over the Bengals, and you can tell me the other reason why you put the Bengals over. Uh, I put the Eagles over the Bengals. They were just in the Super Bowl. Mm, Yep. Jalen Hurts had a really, you know, really great season. He's only going to get better, I believe. And the Eagles, they got DeAndre Swift. They loaded up in the draft. They got uh, Jalen Carter and, uh, what was it, Nolan Smith as well. Yeah. I mean, all that whole uh, Georgia defense, basically, is on the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. So I really love what they did this offseason. It's no, you know, no slack to the Bengals. They're still the Bengals. But the Eagles, I think, they're, they're... and if these rankings are true, they're going to be back in the Super Bowl. See, I have the Eagles at three. I'm not saying that they're like, no. It's, it was tough. I, I, you know, watching the AFC championship game with the Bengals and the Chiefs, you know, that game could have gone the Bengals' way. It, and, like, it went the Chiefs' way, but it could have went the Bengals' way. They were it, it was one bad play. It was just one bad play that cost them. And I feel like the Bengals are just a team like Joe Burrow is like he's he's getting better and better. And he's he's risen to the point that like, you know, it's like like he, he might be he might be Patrick Mahomes kryptonite. No. I think so. I think I, I, I think this season we're gonna find out if Joe Burrow is gonna be Patrick Mahomes kryptonite or Patrick Mahomes pick. Well, Patrick Mahomes just beat him last year in the championship game. Yeah, but two years ago. Two years ago, Joe Burrow beat him in the championship game, so they're one in one right now. And if you if you truly thought that he was Patrick Mahomes' kryptonite, you would have him number one, but you don't, because I have the same number one, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Kansas City is, is Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid's Andy Reid. Yes, sir. That's all you need to know. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. And they just won their second Super Bowl in three years. Well, yeah, Kelsey's awesome too, obviously. One of the, if not the, that he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, as long as those two are there, they're always going to be one, two, or maybe three. Maybe three. Top three, and we ain't talking number three or two. Exactly. So, you know. What did you think of all of our uh, rankings for the NFL teams? Go ahead and let us know somehow. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything, at SparkCast Media. 
you know, make sure you are following us so you can catch these episodes when they drop in the feed for wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff's happening in the NBA. Not a lot of stuff's happening in the NFL yet. But once it starts happening, we're going to be here to talk about it. Brian, what would you like to say to send us off? I stay safe out there. It's either hot or it's cold. But don't let it get cold like Minnesota. All right. Goodbye.